The texts for our sermon this evening come from the gospel reading when Jesus says, Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And also St. Paul, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tonight, as we reflect on these texts, I heard a saying that I think is worth our contemplation in being instructed by these scriptures. This saying goes like this. It's appropriate for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is when the heart overcomes the memories of the mind. Thanksgiving is when the heart overcomes the memories of the mind. This little saying recognizes that there is rarely ever a pure setting in which giving thanks is always easy. You give thanks that your family is together for Thanksgiving, but you also remember how much work it was. You're thankful that your sister-in-law is present for the holiday, but you also remember she hasn't been in church for three years. You're thankful that you have a home to celebrate in, but you also remember how much taxes have gone up. You're thankful your friends call and wish you a happy Thanksgiving, but you also remember that they forgot your birthday. Thanksgiving is when the love of the heart overcomes the memories of the mind. But is that a true Thanksgiving, when the heart overcomes the mind? Giving thanks is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that is unique to Christians. Everyone can be thankful. Everyone gives thanks, even in our gospel reading. You can imagine that the nine lepers who did not return to Jesus to give thanks, I can guarantee you they were thankful that they were healed of leprosy. They were glad to not be outcasts from society anymore. They were glad to be with their friends and family They were glad to not be ostracized because of their disease. They were like all humans when things go well. They were thankful. An attitude of gratitude does not require faith. The heart can overcome many memories of the mind. We can forget things. Previous hurts, we can even even be bought off from previous offenses. We can pay to repair someone's car that we ran into. We can even buy them a nicer car and they forget about their old car. They can be satisfied but not actually forgive us. A couple months down the road, they can think, I really miss my old truck, they might say. When there's a divorce, parents often try to buy off their children. They feel guilty but they end up spoiling their child for life. That doesn't work either. Children can become bitter to their parents. 
Because in their youth, they don't give thanks for what they have. They take it for granted, and that leads to anger and resentment in teenage and college years. We can try and try to erase the memories of hurt and sin so that someone's heart might overcome memories of the mind. But that's not true thankfulness. Christians are not satisfied with just forgetting about a sin. We're not satisfied with just getting over an offense that has, been, that has happened against us. We Christians want sins forgiven. We want true thankfulness that confesses that sin has truly been dealt with. That the effects of sin have been reversed. That something's been done about it. Because you see, Jesus doesn't just forget sins. By his death on the cross, he also repairs damages done by giving us the Holy Spirit. Damages done both to the heart and the mind. And even as we await the resurrection of the flesh in Christ Jesus, even the sins committed against our body are reconciled. A person can be thankful and not be a Christian, but you cannot remain a Christian if you are not thankful. Our second reading from Romans 1 points this out, something that's very important for us to remember in our lives. Although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Paul teaches us, he teaches us in Romans how to lose our faith. Don't give thanks. Paul is teaching the Romans why society is so debased and messed up all around the church and why they are rebelling against God. They did not honor God or give thanks to him. St. Paul teaches us that giving thanks is how we honor God. Also by the Holy Spirit, St. Paul says, if you don't give thanks to God for the things you have, your thinking will become useless. Your mind will become blind and you'll begin to resent the good things that God has given you. In fact, this is how Christians lose their faith. They don't give thanks to God. Their hearts and minds become debased and pointless. Not giving thanks to God leads to unbelief. Concretely, this not giving thanks to God can sometimes sound like not giving thanks to God for your job because you don't like it, whether it be a workplace or at home. Certainly, there are circumstances that call for finding a new job. But we are taught also in 1 Thessalonians to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Giving thanks for a job that is hard or difficult helps you not become an unbeliever. How does that work? 
Well, say your job forces you to work with someone you don't like and you aren't so much in love with them either. You stew and you think of all the bad stuff that they've done to you. They cut you down. They don't respect you. They think everything you say is ridiculous. Pretty soon you begin to hate them. You harbor wicked thoughts. And then as sin is crouching at your door, you break the fifth commandment in your heart. You become hardened. You begin to let this hate overcome you. And even your friends notice you're not the same person anymore. Giving thanks to God for your job and even your coworker stops that cycle of hate. It interrupts your snowball sin and it says, God gave me this job and this person is made in the image of God. I want to talk to them so I can forgive them. I want to work at confession and absolution so I can stop this. Giving thanks reminds you by the Holy Spirit that God gives you all things, even your crosses, for your good. You can repent of the log that's in your own eye and then give thanks that your neighbor is only battling a splinter. Whether it's a job, marriage, family relationships, work, true thanksgiving where the heart overcomes the memories of the mind can only happen with the Holy Spirit. Only by forgiveness can we still remember that somebody sinned greatly against us yet not hold that against them. We can truly be thankful, not because we don't remember 30 years ago our cousin didn't pay back the 50 bucks he promised, but because we have forgiven all debts. All sins that have been committed against us, we say, no more. In Ezekiel, God says through the prophet that he will give you not just a heart that overcomes a mind, but he gives us new hearts. God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. A heart of stone is cold and dead. It's not alive. But a heart of flesh is growing and living. A heart of flesh, it needs sustenance. And that's what Jesus gives you in his forgiveness in absolving you of all your sin. Jesus gave his life on the cross for our sins, not just so they could be forgotten or overcome. Jesus gives his life for your sins and the sins of the world to do something about our sin, to take it away, to die with it and leave it there in the grave. You see, Jesus is a source of new life. He's a source of a, a new mind that doesn't forget sin, but forgives it. Our new heart given to us by God. And if you, did you notice Ezekiel, even in the Old Testament, he references baptism. God says, I will sprinkle you clean. I will wash you. And in this washing, I give you a new heart. Our new hearts given in baptism 
can forgive even when it's hard to forget. The Holy Spirit takes your hard and futile, blind, unbelieving heart in baptism, washes it clean with refreshing, life-giving water. God gave you a living heart. But since that heart is now living, my friends, it needs to be fed and exercised. God's word and sacrament, his means of grace, they feed and grow your heart. That's what the leper in our gospel reading knew. That's why he came back to Christ. Because he was taught by the Holy Spirit that Christ Jesus always has more for you when you return to him. Christ Jesus waters your heart in his forgiveness. He feeds your heart with his mercy. He stops that cycle. God knows your sins. He knows all things. He knows your history. And he forgives you. And he says, I remember your sins no more. He leaves your sins in the grave. And then he gives us a Thanksgiving meal. Giving thanks and forgiving one another, even our enemies, is how that living heart is exercised. The Lord's Supper, of course, is a Thanksgiving meal. It's called the Eucharist. That's Greek for thanks. It's called this because Jesus, after supper, as he's on his way to his cross, even in that moment, he gives thanks. He institutes the Lord's Supper. This is truly a thanksgiving meal because God forgives you everything. He feeds your living heart. But we also need to remember that if you are not reconciled with someone, if you harbor hate in your heart, if you're not one mind with your fellow family members at this table, it's a meal of judgment. Like a Thanksgiving meal, when everybody gets together, but everyone knows you hate your mom and dad and no one wants to talk about it, it's awkward. There's the elephant in the room that will always crush the most beautiful turkey every time. But the cross of Christ destroys even the biggest of elephants in the room. Christ's spirit brings love and forgiveness. Not freedom to sin, but freedom to turn from sin and to love. So if you want to have a good Thanksgiving, give thanks. Yes, indeed. Let your heart, the nice holiday feelings, the music, the food, the traveling... Forget the sins of the past. But if you want to have a Christian thanksgiving, do all those things, but also give thanks to God even for your suffering. Give thanks to God and honor him. And pray with David, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Return to Christ Jesus as the one leper did, because he always has more for you. He heals you. He helps you to forgive others. True thanksgiving is found in Christ Jesus, where past sins are forgiven and remembered no more. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. We rise and confess the Nicene Creed on page 12. 
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with the prayer of the church, and we remember those listed on page 19. And we still continue to pray for uh, Steve Frank's mom, Beverly. She is still uh, being cared for uh, as we give thanks to God for all things and pray for all people according to their needs. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you give life to the seed, rain to the plant, and fruit to the harvest. Receive our thanks for the rich bounty that the earth has provided and for the daily bread that supplies all we need for this body and life. Teach us to be thankful and generous with those gifts that we willingly share with those in need. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, our God, since we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of your mouth, bless those who proclaim your word among us, that we may hear your word and live. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, be gracious to husbands and wives, parents and children. Bless them and make your face shine upon them, that they may know your saving power and make your truth known on the earth to the coming generations. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, bless our President Biden and all who hold high positions among us. Be with our governor all who represent us in our government, that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. We also ask that you would put an end to all conflict in our world, that our soldiers who serve us both here and far away would be granted your protection, that they would execute their missions faithfully. We pray for our police, firefighters, and first responders, especially those who work on this holiday, this day of thanksgiving, that you would be with them and their families and you would protect them in their time of separation. Lord, in your mercy. 
Gracious Father, guard in Christ Jesus the hearts and minds of all who suffer in our midst. We especially remember Beverly, Kimberly, Donna, Ruth, Art, Joe, Paul, Misty and Harper, Bob, and all those we remember silently in our hearts. Heavenly Father, grant them health in accord with your perfect will. Give them your peace that surpasses all understanding. Deliver them in your time and as you see fit. Grant us wisdom that we may remember that we are mortal, that we might number our days in wisdom, ready to meet you when you summon us to Abraham's bosom. Lord, in your mercy. Help us, O Lord, to receive this great thanksgiving feast of your Son's body and blood with repentance and thankful hearts, with one mind, unified in confession in your Son, Jesus, that we might recognize all your benefits toward us in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks, O God, for the saints who've gone before us. Grant us faith like theirs, which trusts in your enduring word, that we also may be found faithful by the next generation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Heavenly Father, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for the offering. 